1: Plushcare. dot com slash weight loss.
0: Emilio is <laughs> <music> really a getty. Emilio really is a getty. Emilio is a getty. Silky loves you more than you will know. Emilio really
1: is a getty. Emilio is again. Emilio once again. Elphick loves him all and he will know. Emilio is again. Isakiré. Break
0: of the Leo, ball goes to Henderson back to
2: Isakiré. They've got the breakthrough now. again. And well, that is a rarity. Elphick loves him and Emilio Isakiré goals a fine finish it was too look at that he's Isagiri tucked that away like a striker I think he enjoyed it This week, are we on the verge of a great tragedy? A perilous trip to Athens awaits with Boyata and Strike and Brendan Fuming at the board. Normally we'd be worried, but it's Aguirre's back. All this and more on this episode of 20 Minute Turns. Hello and welcome to episode 145 of 20 Minute Turns. I am joined this week by Martin, Hello. Stephen, Hello there. and me, Jamie, and we struggled for things to talk about this week. The agenda's looking pretty threadbare, isn't it? <laughs>
1: Take us back to the good
0: old days, the dialer days. <laughs> <laughs> not, not much has changed since the dialer days, Stephen. I was thinking there, this is probably the worst week of a podcast we've had since. Remember, we recorded with famed author Chris McQueer a yes. few weeks ago, and we turned up and got him, the poor guy, to talk about two absolutely drab results. I think one was against Hamilton Ackies, I can The tail end of last season, not a win to be found. This is up there with it.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's merely going to be a sparse podcast. I think, well, actually, what we might do today. As if you fancy it, just make a return of the 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Mind that used to be a thing. Mind we used to just do this podcast over 20 minutes. Um, I suppose we could start uh, at the beginning of the week with Celtic's failed attempt to land Celtic fan, player who we'd agreed terms with, player who was definitely coming, according to people, in the know. We managed to make a right royal mess of that one, Melly.
1: An absolute shit show. Cannot believe it. The guy pretty much... Like Edward last year I guarantee Good player In the SPFL Could be a great player Wanted to come to the club There was no interest Apart from Celtic And John McGinn Until the start of last week And they've just let him go And they're going to regret this one For years to come I think
2: Whether or not they regret The signing a player of equality or not Stephen Is neither here nor there As it stands Because I personally didn't want John McGinn I didn't think he was A player for us I thought there was better out there But as soon as Brendan Rodgers says, I want John McGinn, you go and get John McGinn.
0: No, it becomes irrelevant what everyone thinks. See this debate over whether he would get into the first 11 or not. It's completely irrelevant. What has been firmly established in the last week is that Brendan Rodgers definitely wanted. It's not paper talk. It's it's out of his own mouth. This is, in football terms, we wanted that player. We clearly wanted him. In fact, he said, it could turn out to be a real James McCarthy moment, this, because Really, the best of Scottish players should go through the filter of Celtic if yeah. they're going to go to England. That That's how it should work, just like Armstrong. Well, we've missed out on this one. What compounded the thing, and the hits keep coming this week, is that you get rave reviews for his debut mm. in Aston Villa, set up at least two goals, and the official account was raving about his delivery from set pieces and, and things of that nature. God knows we're so good at that <laughs> as well. I don't know why it was so difficult. I don't know whether it was just a sort of ego standoff between Petrie and Lawwell and... And whoever else is involved in negotiations, but that could have been done in May. Yeah, yeah. It could easily have been done.
2: So we wanted Brent, we, Brendan Rodgers wanted John McGinn. We failed to get him. There's been a number of theories cutting about. You know, it's a sort of it's it's not quite a civil war. You know, it's not it's not Captain America civil war here. You know, it's cracked not crest. <laughs> it's not cracked crest stuff. <laughs> but people have been saying, you know, it's the board for Dilly dallying or it's you know the player for choosing to go. Let's, let's be pretty clear about the timeline of events here. Brendan Rogers identified John McGinn as a as a target. Celtic had reportedly, this is rumour, agreed terms with John McGinn. He knew what he was going to get paid. He knew how much playing time he was going to get. He knew the length of his contract, blah, blah, blah. The only thing left to sort was the fee. Yeah. Celtic pissed about on the fee so long that that allowed Aston Villa to come in and make their bid which then triggered them to offer something to John McGinn that he previously wouldn't have a sight of had Celtic done their business correctly and he had a decision to make.
0: Open the door, as Brendan Rogers yeah. put it himself, yeah.
2: And Brendan Rodgers' point here is, I wanted that player in weeks ago.
0: Yeah.
2: Probably months, probably, we could have done this deal at any point. Brendan Rodgers wanted him weeks ago. We made a mess of it. That, the responsibility for that lies with the board. I don't want to discuss, we can discuss Brendan Rodgers, should he be trusted, should he not? The responsibility lies with the board. If Brendan Rogers gets told you have £10 million to spend in the summer and he goes, okay, I want John McGinn and the transfer committee or the board come back and go, John McGinn's going to cost you £5 million and Brendan Rogers goes, I want John McGinn. Then you then you piss off and buy John yeah. McGinn and you say to Brendan Rogers, okay, but you've only got £5 million left. That's how it should work. You don't come back to Brendan Rogers and go, well, our valuation of this player is actually £2.5 million and we think if we wait to January, we... No. And it goes back to what you said, Stephen. Was it the Totally Football podcast? Previously, we were discussing Celtic's transfer business. Yeah, yeah, and how true. cautious they were. Said that they were they're, they're too cautious in the market, and this is what happens. And Steve Bruce said that himself. After the game, as you've touched on, he said, three weeks ago, I couldn't have bought John McGinn, but the board have made more funds available to me, and got, that we were in a position to buy him.
1: They had a takeover, so that meant they were in a position to offer him that. And Celtic had to match the offer Villa put in, because... They'd left it so late. John McGinn reports he's on 20-odd grand a week. He's not going to go from what he was on at Hibs to 20 grand a week at Celtic. Celtic could have gotten for much less yeah. than that. Yeah. Probably had them yeah, Probably had him agreed to yeah, that. and then had to match that. But this is a guy, a lot of fans are divided on whether he's a good player or not. I thought he was good. I came around to the idea that get him in. He's as much as I guarantee. Gets goals in the league. Plays well in the league. He's got drive. He wants to play for the club. Brilliant. But every manager he's worked under has raved about him. Alan Stubbs raves about him. Neil Lennon called him a superstar. Gordon Strachan, great guy. Every single manager
0: said he's going to the top. Scott That's Brown. it for us now. He's gone. Scott yeah. Brown named him as his toughest opponent, recently as well. Look, Even if we mo- leave money completely aside, because, again, it is near irrelevant what Aston Villa are paying him now, because Celtic should have done it first. Even if you leave that aside, there's such a thing in football as the gentleman's agreement. See if he's gone down and to speak to Villa, and he's been impressed with what he's seen. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Celtic are still doing nothing. He's physically in Birmingham, talking to Steve Bruce, been shown around, been given the the spiel, been made to feel important, been made to feel like Aston Villa actually want him. And then he hears after he's already probably shaking hands with Steve Bruce, right, I'm coming here. He hears Celtic have come in with this matched bid. It's Mm -hmm. it's too late. But then yeah. you know he's not going to just go back on his agreement with that. So yeah, it was it was a complete mess from start to finish, really.
2: I think that the 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 word coming out is it's not just because you know Brendan's outburst. We'll we'll get to that. Wasn't just because of John McGinn. John McGin was the straw that broke the camel's back. And what that happened there was Brendan then felt the need to come out and publicly, you can say, distance himself, protect himself, have a go at the board for the transfer dealings. And for me. That was a breath of fresh air, and I'll tell you why. Because I've been so sceptical about the, the, the lines you're fed from the board and, and like a certain blog where Peter Law uses to put out his his yeah. information um about how Celtic are a unique, uniquely difficult club to buy for and we need to know whether we're in Europe and we need to know, you know, what our budget's gonna be, and players don't want to sign up without rubbish because Brendan Rodgers has come out and said that's all rubbish. I want these players in early. Yeah. And Brendan Rodgers knows how it works. You know, Brendan Rodgers will be broadly aware of when he can get people in, the budgets available to him, how much his targets are going to cost. The only delay in Celtic doing transfer business is our inability to do transfer business. Yeah. There is no magic
0: reason. Brendan Rodgers is just out there saying, look, I want players in, but the regime don't like it, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's been... Eye-opening this week, to say the least, because as you as you pointed out there, there have been the sort of Lawwell apologists out there yeah. showing their ulterior motives all over the place, trying to blame everyone else, blame Rogers, blame even John McGinn, which is ludicrous yeah. at this point for why this broke down. As I said, eye-opening. It just it sort of shines a light on how Celtic have been doing, or rather not doing, their business this year.
2: How do you feel, Melly, about the fact that Brendan Rogers did come out and have a go at the board? Do you think that should have been kept in-house? Because... You know, there's an element that you could argue, you know, maybe he's working his ticket, maybe he sees a bit of a disaster on the horizon and he's like, I'm not carrying the baby here, but this has nothing to do with me.
1: It's probably frustration more than anything else, as you say, like the guy, end of the season, we'd won the league, he knows what's happened. We knew going into this season, Armstrong was away. That was blatantly obvious. Yep. We knew Paddy Roberts was definitely away. Haven't replaced either of them. We knew Boyata... Good chance he'd go to the World Cup. You knew at the end of May he was going. We knew Lustig would be away. We're now going into a situation where we're playing our most important games of the season. We're three or four first team players down for this, and it's unacceptable. Boyata, a year left in his contract as well, hmm. going to the World Cup. Get a centre half in. It goes back to the last January when we brought in Jack Henry and Deadline Day. Brendan Rodgers wanted him before the window yep. opened yep. and wanted him to go to Dubai. We waited till the last day, probably had to pay more money and it looks like Jack Henry is plan C
0: instead of plan A yeah. and yeah, that man. gets him a scapegoat for the fans already. Well, that as well, Jack Henry was unable to play in some games Scottish because Melbourne yeah, film. he was unable to play in cup games because we left that so late as well.
2: Stephen, how do you feel about you know Brendan Rodgers saying this publicly? Do you think he should have kept it in-house? Do you think he should have... Not said anything. Is there a bit of ego here in Brendan Rodgers' part? You know, it's not really, it's not really playing a team game here, is it? It seems a bit self y
0: Maybe, yeah. But ultimately, as you've already said, we now know that it's not all rosy. Whether it's as usual with these things, it's somewhere in the middle. It's not like cracked crest, broken club, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's not all rosy either, as some would, as some would yeah. write about. It, it, the truth is, somewhere in the middle. It's clearly not clicking at the moment. Make it public, I I don't know if it's always the best thing, but at least we do know that something is afoot in these circles. We're all happy to go on about 10 in a row, 10 in a row,
1: but since last summer when Cham Edward came in, we haven't signed a player of any note that has made a difference to the team in two transfer windows nearly. That's unacceptable, being a club like Celtic who needed players in, but needed players in big positions to go into our biggest games of the season, these qualifiers. It's ridiculous to think that the guy, it will be a frustration, I'd say, that he's come out and said this, but he, he can't keep going at these qualifiers with no defence every yeah, time yeah. and be expected to get there. What has the guy delivered? Six trophies out of six, two Champions Leagues out of two, and you can't give him the guys they wanted. Now, we had a right-back, apparently agreed terms, who ended up going to Valencia. That You have to question that and say, did we leave that too late instead of getting that mm-hmm. done? Why why are we leaving everything too late? There's a sort of
2: there's a sort of story in the press going about, you know, one of the criticisms of Brendan Rogers is it says, There's no way you can sit there and claim you haven't been backed. Now, I there's merit in that, aye, but I don't really think that's what Brendan Rogers is, is saying. He's not saying I'm not being backed. He's saying I need specific players for specific positions and you're not providing them. Now, he could turn to the board and go, I need, a new, I need a new centre half If you want me to win the league I need your a centre half If they turn around and say oh, We signed Marvin Comper And Jack Henry in January Aye, But they're no good enough Aye, Too bad you know, That is the risk you take Being a football club owner You've bought these two guys I don't think they're good enough We're, we're all in this transfer shit together It's a committee Get shot of them And get me someone who can play
1: There were signings That Brendan Rodgers made In his first season The big ones Cole, Turi Scott Sinclair And Moussa Dembele Three guys Big wages Feed the best players. Next season, Cham Edward, feed the best players. Every time we try and get the one million pound player, it doesn't work. So you get in three or four one million pound players. We've went through this time and time again. It doesn't work. We need Champions League. I know it's hard to get Champions League quality, mm. but you're better with one four or five million pound player like Cham than you are with Compare. Jack Henry, any other centre-halfway side, we just keep recycling players. Gamboa's not worked out. Doris De Vries hasn't worked out. These players, they're not going to work out. You need, we've got a team of young players. You need to supplement that with quality and we're not doing that. Every big signing he's made
0: has worked out well. So help him out. See on being backed as well. Being backed is not a past tense thing. It's ongoing. It has yeah. to be backed in every transfer window. The squad must evolve. It must keep being refreshed every... Every so often, he's had the same players for two seasons now. But we've now we've got players that have been there for seven, eight years, and there's nothing wrong with that. But ultimately, he's been asked to, to use the, just keep recycling, just keep making these players five percent better, just keep pushing that that glass ceiling up a wee bit. It's going to come to a head, and it appears like it is coming just now.
2: I just don't know what more he can do to to prove himself to the board. No, what, what more can Brent? I'm not, now, and another thing I'll say is, Brent does not go to the board and going. Get me Eden Hazard, <laughs> and then they come back. And go, can I afford to go? Oh, I'm going to the press. Brendan Rodgers again will broadly know what budgets he can work with. He will have a fair idea of what the, the way our transfers are supposed to work. As Brendan Rodgers identifies a position, and then the transfer committee of which he's part of will go away and identify a selection of players, and then he will choose out of that selection any player that Brendan Rodgers. And if that's how it works, and that's how we're told it works, if any player out of that selection of five Brendan Rodgers says the board go get. Forgettable. He's saying you're you're providing me with the options here.
0: Yeah. You're
2: giving me A, B, and C. I'm saying go get A, and you're coming back going, no, oh, we can't afford them.
0: No, M. No. what Why why are we wasting time here? Yeah, you, you make a good point there. The John McGinn is not Aidan Hazard, he's John McGinn, and that's all he wanted. That 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 was his <laughs> main target. John McGinn was an easy one, is an easy get, just go and get him, stick him in the team. There's all this debate which I find very frustrating. I've said to both of you on various occasions that about this he wouldn't break break into the first eleven. And that talk drives me insane because there's no such thing as the first eleven. If you're talking about a first eleven that you would pick against PSG, or maybe John McGinn doesn't get into it, but he'll get into the next game. Yeah. Celtic have 60 games ahead of them if they're successful this season. They have to have a squad. A game we're going to talk about today, Hearts jammed, didn't play. John McGinn would have played in that game had he, had yeah. he signed. Yeah. And he would have done well. Is Lee Griffiths in the first 11? No, he's not, but he played that game. Is Johnny Hayes in the first 11? No, but he started both league games so far. You need more than 11 players.
1: I don't doubt the wage bill is as high as it's been in a long time, but look where you get that get a treble and you get into the Champions League so if you think we'll just keep it at that you're not going to get that so are you going to put the wage budget up a wee bit and pretty much guarantee that because we are two good players away from beating the AK they're not great Brendan Rodgers
2: that's all Brendan Rodgers saying though isn't it he's just saying let's keep it at this we've lost Roberts let's bring in another Roberts we've lost an Armstrong let's bring in another Armstrong his demands don't seem Mental.
1: Well, we knew going into this summer it was going to be the most difficult four qualifiers. As I've said, all the players away at the World Cup and players leaving, and nothing's been addressed. Nothing's been addressed. You go back to last start of last season. Brendan Rogers said in the summer, he identified three positions. One of them was centre half. No centre half came in. Again, January. Compare Hendry. Are you trying to tell me that is the guys he definitely wanted? Probably not. The board seem. They're thinking we're ahead of Rangers and they're happy to be looking that way we we should be in a different league from Rangers we should be aiming to be the best we can and the best in Europe we can that should be our aim not oh, we're ahead of them, it's okay they're irrelevant to us but the board seem to think okay see if we get 10 in a row, it's okay you see these Champions League qualifications it all crumbles if you don't get in this year yeah. you should be building on this every year and saying if we guarantee pretty much guarantee the Champions League every year, we are minted for years to come. They're happy to put out the balance sheets every year and show us how much money we've got, but they're not happy to spend it on players. They'd rather can get lights. Dedrick Boyata. <laughs> another another one win. last week on the- See the Boyata situation? It's absolutely beyond ridiculous. The guy has been here for what is this his fourth season? Yeah. Are the fans convinced by him? No and you're getting offers of 10 to 12 million for a guy by a year left in his contract, and you cannot sell him because you don't have a replacement (laughs) and you haven't had a replacement for months, it's unbelievable. Imagine our record sale being Dedrick Biata by a year left in his contract. You should be laughing. We should be laughing right now at how we've got 12 million for Biata. Instead, we're being laughed at because we've got to keep him and now we've had to keep him, and he won't even play for us. It's unbelievable.
2: We can't, we can't seem to walk into a gum at the same time, as the old phrase goes with Digit Boyata. Like, last week I was saying it about Digit Boyata, I don't care about £9 million, you cannot sell him in these crucial games if you don't have an able replacement. And, and it turns out, Brendan Rogers was saying the exact same thing. Yeah. But, you know. And that's why Digit Boyata went nowhere, because by all accounts, he had a word with Peter Lawrence, if you sign him, I want the £9 million in my bank so I can buy someone else but Melly, you made a great point what is wrong I'd love someone that deals with these football transfers to say to me what is wrong with looking down the road a year going boy Asno has not signed a new contract and he's in the last year of his contract in the summer he says he wants to address it after the World Cup well here's what we'll do go and find me a couple of centre-halves we need one anyway
1: mm, we need no, a centre-half anyway not.
2: So, so go and find me one or two and then if he's no playing ball we can sell him and get one in no now we are as you say Melly. We're in a ridiculous position where apparently promises were made to Deidre Boyata. Where they were or weren't, I don't know. But in a ridiculous position where this guy has gone apoplectic. Gone rogue. Gone rogue, yeah. refusing to play for us, which is a f- which, by the way is an outrage. Again, Millie, you summed it up great. Boyata, Boyata was missing for a couple of seasons here. He was, he was not first choice until very recently. He's got a lot to thank Celtic for. And to shit all over us when we need him most... Is a, is a is a disgrace, but like you say, now we're stuck with a player who doesn't want to play for us, and his agent will be going. He's not going to play for Celtic anymore. So
1: you put him in that position, but yeah, if Celtic did promise some things, well, it's their fault they've broke the. Prom- I don't know if they have or haven't, but it's their fault they broke the promises because they haven't. He replaced him, even if he stayed, we needed somebody else anyway because you can't rely on Ayer and him for the no. full season because we get pummeled in the Champions League last year. We were a half, so you're looking at it going. The guy wants to go, you obviously must have known this. It's not, he's just come out and went, I think I'll leave now. We must have known this. So you've known Armstrong's away, Roberts away, Boyata's away, Lustig's at the World Cup, Rogat's at the World Cup, nothing done. Do you know, you will know
2: about Boyata. You'll know, A, if he wants to stay, and B, how much money he's got. So Celtic probably knew quite early on if he was going
0: to stay or not.
1: His agent said that. He said Celtic seem to be saying they've not got the money to offer him a new deal.
0: Whatever we think of, Boyata's behaviour now and it's, I mean, it's across the board we're, we're disagreeing with it yeah. but whatever we think of it, it just feeds, feeds into the wider mess at hand yeah. because reading between the lines, his agent has gone rogue as we say, just, just turned up at yeah, Lennox Town just <laughs> shooting his mouth off and stuff but reading between the lines of what he's saying now Promises are broken. Now, this is purely guessing. On my part, I don't have any insider information. What I'm maybe thinking is that Didri Boyata, maybe before the World Cup, has come to an agreement, again, shaking hands on something, maybe behind the scenes, nothing not, nothing in writing but He's maybe come in agreement with Celtic, saying, look, I'm in the last year of my contract, I don't want to stay. If a decent English club comes in for me, maybe London-based, because you know, that's a big draw for players, if they come in with such and such a fee, Please let me go, or at least let me talk to them. And the reason Celtic haven't been able to do that is because they don't have a replacement, as as you say, me. Mm. Like, like, it's just, it's just one thing after another. We should have been in the position where we could keep that promise to Boyata. If I'm wrong about it, then fair enough. But that's that's what I see when I look at this situation. We should have been able to let him speak to to Fulham. Promise or no promise, if a nine million bid comes
2: in from Fulham for Dedrick Boyata, we should we should be. That's a bit.
1: I'd take the, the, half of that. I'd have taken half of the that. The business guys
2: tell it. you we buy players, we develop them, we sell them on. So now that bit's broken. We can't even buy Boyata, develop them, and sell them on because you've no lined up
1: an able bodied replacement. The whole structure of this is meant to be we'll get these boys in, develop them, sell them on. That's how you sell Celtic sell to, to them. But see in the background, you should be constantly working. Like if Boyata's away, these are the targets, get this guy in, and then he can go. It should be you replace before you sell. But it never is. It just seems to be. Now we're in the situation where we're at. Oh, the English windows shut. Let's see what we can get. Where were the targets in the first place? Uh-huh. You can't just wait till the middle of August and think, "Oh, we'll just see what's left." That that doesn't make sense. Do you know what? Do you know what else? John McGinn. We we knew we weren't getting John
2: McGinn last week. A full almost seven days have passed since all this John McGinn stuff probably started. Where is everybody? What if we just down tools, you know? Presumably, forget John McGinn, forget Boyata. Presumably, there's some right back somewhere who we've been negotiating with. Where is he? Where where are the
1: players we need? Also, Jozo sent off at Ibrooks, wasn't seen for the rest of the season by one game. Yeah, now we're in a situation again where we're relying on him for our biggest match of and the season. And he can't be trusted. He can't. He looks terrible in every game he played. We probably want rid of him. But again, we cannot sell this guy because we don't have a replacement. So we're going into this game with Jack Henry, who no fan, not many fans, are convinced by, which again goes back to the board, not getting him when they should have got him instead of on the last day. And Jozo, who has been an absolute bombscare because the board have failed to do their job well, apparently we've done a deal on this Arzani or or
2: Anzari guy. I'm not I'm not Arzani. too sure. Is week
1: four of this running on as well?
2: Well, that, that you're right. That is week four. Apparently the the work permit and all that's been agreed, and he needs to travel somewhere and get a visa or some such. I don't know. Um, but oh. again, on on that one, that was a play. Of Brendan Rodgers two weeks ago says I don't know anything about. So so people are forgetting all these wee messes along the way. People are looking at the McGinn thing, going oh, Brendan Rodgers annoyed with McGinn now. He's probably annoyed about again. He's probably annoyed that he doesn't have a centre-back in the board. They're talking about selling Boyata. Huh? He's probably bothered that he probably wanted Paddy Roberts or someone else in and he's getting told this Arzani boy who he's never seen play. He's, he's probably getting annoyed that there's no one else. And then Izagiri pitches up. Now, nothing against Emilio Izagiri, We need a left-back. But you know what this strikes me as? You know, at the end of a managerial term when things start to go tits up for a the club, there's always one transfer you can put your <laughs> finger on and go they signed George Weir's yeah. cousin, or, the, or they or they signed a 74-year-old Hernan Crespo, or one of these ones. You Carlton know. Cole. Aye, Carlton Cole. <laughs> I'm just worried that we're going to look back and go, Is Aguirre come back? That's a red flag. And I'll tell you why I think it's a red flag. We need a left-back, because Kieran Tierney can't play another one, 12 yeah. games next season. But we've not really been like many left-backs. Um, so what was the process that resulted in Isagiri coming back? Did we go, we need a left-back? We scoured Europe, scoured Scotland, looked at every available left-back, looked at all their attributes, looked for the best player, Look at the best price, became our list of four and Izaguiri was the top of that, right? Which I highly doubt. Or oh, did Izaguiri's agent phone us up and go, look, Gonaday's a solid, I know you need a left back, he hates Saudi Arabia, I'll play for 300 quid a week. 100% the latter. <laughs> uh, so now we're, we're back with Izaguiri and, I mean, uh, no, no, listen, I'm sure, he's not, what is he, 31? 32, I think 32 maybe, yeah. we gave him a two year dailies, I'm sure he, he'll play some football, we do need a left back, but,
0: Let's play a wee game here. Go Let's for it. imagine that Emilio Zagiri never played for Celtic, right? And this transfer happened right in the middle of this week, this week of all weeks, to the big old mess that we find huh. ourselves in. We signed a 32 year old Honduran left back from the Saudi Arabian League. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs>
2: imagine I, that. I, I, I'm no one to look across at Rangers quite often and go, but why can't we? But that left back they signed.
0: Yeah, it's seems like a, enough, seems yeah.
2: like a decent enough player from what I saw the other day. But that's sort of who we should be picking up. now it's neither here nor there. Is he coming back? Is a completely non-offensive signing to me.
0: It's but, an easier one, yeah.
2: Yeah, but in this week of all weeks, it looks like one where I just don't want to look back at that next year and go, "Oh, we should have, we should have noticed." When...
1: It's addressing the problem we failed to replace Azagiri when he left. Mm-hmm. We have addressed that by getting Azagiri back a <laughs> yeah. year down the line. It just screams of. I could just get him in. You'll yeah. do. Instead of, let's push forward. We've moved on from Izaguiri. This is Hun stuff. Get him back. Get, him back. get Paddy <laughs> back. Band. Get Denier back. Get Isagiri back. We laugh at Rangers for trying to get the Manchester team back. They're still trying to do it. We are making Rangers transfer dealings look competent right yeah. now. It's unbelievable the mess Celtic themselves I, find themselves and in. And just so as we can
2: wrap up the transfer talk because there isn't much happening but... Again, take all this mess out of it, right? And let's just take a, a macro approach. Let's take the let's look at it top down, Stephen, bird's eye view, management speak approach. The object of your transfer window is to give yourself a stronger team at the end of it than than when you go into it. Right. Absolutely. So we've lost we're going to lose Boyata. Um we've lost Paddy Roberts. We've lost Stuart Armstrong mm-hmm. um, and there's no doubt we probably need a new right back. So we'll see four key positions there. As it stands just now, with what, three weeks left of the window, yeah. we've not strengthened any of the areas required. And even if we do,
1: it, it, there's no promises that anyone we bring in will be better than the guys that we lost. That's just us replacing players. That's not us adding anything. That's what I mean. No, so is Edward and Ben, really, the only two transfers so far.
2: See, On Edward, did you hear what Roger said about that? You know, he, 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 he didn't give the board any quarter on Edward. He goes, yep, we brought in Edward, but that was, a, that was obvious. He, no-brainer. He, no he, he goes, it was an absolute no-brainer. He goes, in fact, we could have bought him last year, um, but, but we decided to loan him and we, and we bought him this year. That's a no-brainer. So he's, he's like, he's saying to the board,
1: I'm not even giving you credit for that one because I told you to do that last year and this is you doing it a year hence. Again, John McGinn, as I said earlier, a guarantee in the league, brilliant. But we're going into this now. We're, we're going to be signing players. Yes, we might get in three or four. They're not going to be Plan A. They're not going to be Plan B. They're just going to be guys we could get in, and even if we get in three players, we're not going to be stronger than we were this time last year, are we?
2: No, absolutely not. Um, just a final word on this transfer debacle. I suppose. Do you think uh, this is the beginning and the end for Brendan Rodgers? Do you think there's any way back for this? I I, I'm not being dramatic, but yeah, I mean,
0: it's <laughs> definitely worth pointing out. I yeah, mean, like
2: when things like this, when a fracture occurs between the manager and the board, you know, if this situation remains the way it is. It's not going to, it can't go on for a year, two years, three years.
0: Well, the board need to fix it without handing just all power to Brendan Rodgers because that's not a good thing either Mm. because that's not manageable. We've seen at Liverpool when, that's a complicated dynamic at Liverpool, I know, but his spending eventually got out of control there and and the team suffered as a result and he ended up getting sacked. I'm not saying that's going to happen at Celtic, but you don't just hand carte blanche to to a manager. Meanwhile, you have to keep him happy somehow. You can't just ha- give over to ev- his every demand because Celtic aren't as financially strong a club as Brendan Rodgers would like them to be. They are financially strong, but not on not mm. the, the level Brendan Rodgers would like. So, no, I don't see him going. I, I don't, I'm not really paying any attention to what he said during the week when he said, I've got a contract and yeah. I love it at Celtic. No, that's just football speak. He's not going to come out and say, no, nah, they better sign this guy yeah. or I'm off. There's no way he'd ever say that. Uh, so do you think privately do you think he's privately he's, he's
2: making his feelings a bit more known stronger to his wife no I mean <laughs> to the board I think, do you think to the board do you think you know conversations along the lines of look if you sell X and don't replace him or if you don't give me the funds to take this team through a league season I'm not going to be here next year I'm
0: absolutely sure that it happened with Boyata mm-hmm. I'm certain that he said you better not sell that guy and not replace him when yeah. we're in the middle of Cham- Champions League qualifiers and now look at the position we are in we've still got him but can he play him because he's not turning up? Do you think it's beginning then, end, Melly? Do you
1: think they'll kiss and make up? I think he'll stay, but I think he's, he felt he had to get this out because mm. it's gone too far. I mean, how many windows is that where there's just been no quality brought in at all? It just seems like bargain basement stuff. And see, if we are hitting a ceiling with the wages and that, there's ways around that. And do you know it's a surefire way to get around that? Again, good players, so you definitely get into the Champions League and give yourselves a helping hand. Look at the players; we still get Ryan Christie, Scott Almer. Not even getting rid of players, no, and now torn. it will be torn. He's injured, <laughs> to be fair. But even that, like, you could make a case for Scott Sinclair. Like, there's players that you could get shot of to trim the compare. Like, who's going to take him? To be fair, mm. there's plenty of Jojo, another player. Plenty of players you could have shipped out and replaced by now, yeah. and they just haven't. And it all adds up, it just seems like there's no coordination anymore. And see, it's a bit like when Rangers were going for 10 in a row. The last, the 8 in a row season was really close. The 9 in a row season was pretty close. And then they let that team age and they didn't replace them. It's going the same way for Celtic. And if Brendan Rodgers goes, who are you going to get in? Because Brendan Rodgers everything fell into place for that to happen. We will Hmm. not get another manager like Brendan Rodgers. We'll not get another manager who's going to be able to get as much out of these players. So if he goes...
0: Everything goes.
2: Uh, I don't want to spend too much time discussing whether or not Brendan Rogers is going to go. Cause Give it's a bit... it
0: Moisey end of the season.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit dramatic. But all I'll say is, hey, I, I, think, I think Brendan Rogers might call it. I said this sort of as I, I think he might call it at the end of the year. I think he might just say, look, I've done all I can here. Um, it's in good shape. But I think we will replace him with another Brendan Rogers. I think the board have seen what going out and getting a proper manager to, can do. And it worked with Brendan Rodgers. I think you know, big if this is heavy premature here, but big if. But the board, the, the, I don't see the board going back to Neil Lennon. You know what I mean? They, they saw what, what a Brendan Rodgers can bring, and I think they'd go back to. It. Um, anyway,
0: that was the worst welcome home to Izzy Sorry about that. I know. You know sorry, Azagiri. Welcome home, by the way. know I'm fond of a diminutive Central American fullback. So yeah. let's let's have another one. Do another you know he still, a, he still had
2: he still had the house here? He didn't actually sell
0: his house. Looking forward to bumping into him and in Azda in the Aye. local Azda again. He went he went in the house and Paul the Tim was in the kitchen eating clavers. <laughs> <laughs> And um, on Saudi Arabia, I was amused. we getting political here, <laughs> Stephen. I was amused to read that he was coming, he'd left Saudi Arabia because his wife wasn't allowed to do anything. Doesn't he read the news, doesn't Could he? Could have Googled that, mate. Turns <laughs> out <laughs> my wife can't drive. No, no, Izzy, she can't. <laughs> that's, that's Saudi Arabia. For do you me. remember Izzy's probably his crowning moment at Celtic when he scored two, uh, a 6 0 win over Dundee? He scored two and missed a penalty. A that's date, right. A date that was significant because it was it's about two weeks after we started this. That's podcast, it was the 20th of September, 2015. I thought you meant that video where he's going, Cheese! I meant that the video of him at training as well, where he walked onto the training pitch saying, Let the people sing. Yeah. That's a terrible accent. <laughs> that, I was Jamaican. That sounded like, <laughs> that that <laughs> like a poo from the Simpsons. <laughs> um, on that game, oh, that game. What game? I will give you a TMT, official merchandise mug, if you can name the back four in that game. 6-0 over Dundee, September 2015.
1: Ronnie won it, who yeah, yeah, because we did have Lustig Matthews. No, nope. he was gone by
0: then, right back under Ronnie. Oh, a powerhouse, powerhouse of a fullback. Blackett, No, he oh. was on the bench for this, actually. Oh. Such strength with Blackett and uh, a young Tierney on the bench backing up. He's a Gary at this point.
2: Oh, did we? Oh, who, who's who's
0: the uh, Ronnie Dial centre backs So, was it Boyata? Denia? Yeah, Boyata, denier, not denier yet. No, nope, Mogreau. God, <laughs> to help us out. Come on. <laughs> Neither are are still there, obviously One has just got a very impressive move For his ability as a footballer Sadie? Sadie Yanko Sadie Yanko Yanko. And one still plays in Scotland But not Yep A a back four of Yanko, Ambrose, Boyata and (laughs) Izagiri. We think things are bad now (laughs) The good old days
2: We don't don't, don't, don't appreciate how good we got it Anyway, speaking of which We have our own centre-back problems now Because Christopher Iyer Got himself booked on
0: a 1-1 draw uh, to AEK Athens um, how was that how was that game for you just on that Ayer point uh, that's um, that's a frustrating one because it's a point I made in the Rosenborg match companion that we did I uh, noted that he'd talked himself into a silly booking by getting involved in something he'd, he needn't have and sort of worried that it would c- it would come back to haunt us and sure enough it has because that's him now on three bookings and can't play the second leg I admire it about Ayer in that he's sort of grown into this role as a talker, as a leader, as someone who gets involved in things, he's he's always he's always communicating with his players, he's always talking to the ref, he complains about things, but he's got to learn when that's just utterly useless, like it was against Rosenborg, he just talked himself into a booking and now we find, themself, find ourselves without him, just a couple of weeks later. It's something we highlighted at
1: the start of this, yes it's an extra two games to the six we usually play, mm. it's against probably a team that's not very good, but this is what happens you can pick up injuries you can pick up bookings in these games yeah. we get, we're we going into this this game against AK having already played four games they haven't played any yeah. so we, we've we got Ayer gets booked that's him out for the next game it seems unfair that we go into this having played more games and we keep, we're losing players to suspension whereas they've not had any games for that to happen but that's the way it is and if the board had it been sensible did the board in no. half but they didn't <laughs> The game itself, when we when we got the opening goal, I thought this could be this could be another stana, five 0 we could mm, run yep, over the top yeah. of them. It was looking good, good goal to start and we were absolutely taking them apart. That left hand side again with Tierney, McGregor, Cham and Edward going pulling out there, just ripping them apart. And later on in the game I feel like he got the sub wrong because Tierney had that guy on toast mm. I think he caught a wee injury towards the end mm. of the game again that would be down at the board not seeing in a left back so he can get some resting but once we put him in his centre half he couldn't get forward anymore and it really stifled our play we only had the two wide players whereas we actually could have, just again, the board not getting a right back, <laughs> <laughs> see if we had a Tierney-like figure on the right-hand side, and we could have just left the two centre-halves, because they weren't interested in attacking mm-hmm. by then, two full-backs go forward, allows the two wingers, Sinclair and Forrest, to move inside, and just causes overload in the wide positions, we could have had some joy, but because our squad's so stretched, so thin right now, we couldn't do that. And it just played into their hands We just didn't look like scoring towards the end
2: I thought, I thought we were better than them Stephen I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I think we looked They looked better than Rosenberg And we looked better than we did against
0: Rosenberg And and I, they didn't give me much to fear On the night to be honest I've seen it back since and Celtic were fine we Were okay on the night The first 40 minutes were excellent I mm-hmm. thought McGregor was was great again He'd threatened a couple of times before he got his eventual goal Which he took really well And is his 8th European goal for Celtic at a relatively young age I thought the first half Was was very good The second half They were just Completely unable As Melly said Just to break them down yeah. Melly mentioned Tierney And Encham there And I thought they were both By far the best players On the pitch yeah. They were a great combination And it was borne out In the some of the stats They passed each other 42 times mm. In the game Which was the, the Biggest combination By a mile That was over half Of Tierney's passes In the entire game Were to Encham So that that combination Was working T- To give it a bit of perspective The, ne- the nearest Combination to that was Iron Henry In mm. 23 It just shows how lopsided the team is It's oh, all absolutely. down that left hand yeah. side And as
1: we get further in this competition in Europe Better teams will just realise that And go we'll overload the left hand side Because they've got Forrest out there But we can double up on him Because the right back's not going to get forward Because they mm. can't mm. So it just makes everything simpler For opposing teams It's just lopsided We go down the left Teams will figure that out And stifle us which they did in the end and they looked fairly comfortable because we did not look at score in the last 10,
0: 15 minutes, did we? It came down to basically one idea. The the combination that I've that I've praised here eventually sort of became a bit of a downfall for Celtic ultimately because it was the it was the only thing that was happening. It was Tierney to Encham, Encham to Tierney, Brown maybe would pop in. It would eventually fall in champ and he would shoot. That was yeah. that was the idea for basically the last half hour of the game.
2: I mean, it is difficult when you've got teams camped in the way they it did, is, especially when they went down to 10 men. And they had no interest in, in playing any football whatsoever.
0: That's them
1: down to a T, think they only let in 12 goals all the last season. So this is how they play. This is how they're going to play in the second leg. Their goal is ridiculous goal to lose. It's just a long ball down the left-hand side. Lustig doesn't deal with the first header that goes over his head and then he sort of stops instead of following the ball and thinking it was going out of play ball comes across center half don't cut it out and the midfield runners aren't tracked it's just a terrible goal but again as soon as that goal goes in you think right we need 3-1 here we need 3-1 just that goal again we've got it recently goals at good times right before half-time it absolutely killed us and sucked us all right out of us. And after, as soon as we come on the
0: second half, we just never get going. No, I don't want to have a go at Lustig too much over it because we know what Lustig is now. We've voiced concerns about this before. He was far from the worst player in the park. That that's yeah. absolutely that no entry <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, having seen it back, I don't think anyone was. Particularly no. like, terrible but Lustig he didn't cut the cross out as Melly said he didn't cut the cross out and you know, that happens that but happens I, I sometimes. let the ball bounce more yeah. or less in front of him but I'd love to just say that, well, that was an isolated incident with Lustig but he actually did it in the first minute as well Just it seems it's very easy to get a cross in when your, your mm. market is Michael Lustig shortly after he let the cross come in he shot himself when the guy yeah. so just <laughs> 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 literally now, the Gary guy, Linico. the guy just went for a sort of 50-50 and Lustig sort of flinched and mm. he walked around them to the byline and cut it across so other, other than that though I think Celtic were fairly comfortable Ayer was given a bit of a a bit of a lesson by their forward, a Croatian guy, Lavaia, Le- I think his name was. Mm. Number he, 10. Yeah, I thought was he was good. excellent. I thought, kind of, Vaduka-esque. I thought I was guilty of getting too close to him on occasion, so that's exactly what happened with his booking. Got too tight to him, the guy turned him and eventually had to make a rash challenge to get it back. In fairness though, I was involved with the goal. It was him oh, that won it. Later. Yeah, he won it in midfield. Rogic took over and swung it across the Tierney. But having, having watched the back, Jack Henry, I don't think, was Bad, but I'm now worried about him that it's it's never going to happen for him because even if he plays well now, I think the fans are too far gone with him. I don't I don't mean it's it's irreversible, but every single touch he takes, the the fans are like are cringing. Basically, he wasn't right. He's not bad. He's not he's not like an amateur out there.
2: But I mean, he's miles from the best we could get without oh, much effort. He's like, like he's a third choice
1: centre half at best. Yeah, but it, we again due to the ineptitude of the board. We're relying on him in the biggest games Do you know so It's what? not fair in the guy either It's not fair on him and Aya Having to coach each other through games When they haven't done it before I uh, I I have my, I had a
2: suspicion about something about Jack Hendry and, and I've done some asking about And I th- and my fears were confirmed just, just from watching Jack Hendry play football And we'll get to this when we talk about the Hearts game He strikes me as someone who's no very intelligent Like He, he looks like a big old dum-dum out there and a uh, and big a handsome dum dum. Aye, a big handsome dum dum. And, uh, and according to like I don't know, you watch these teammates' things on Celtic TV and the other week, and that's that's the pattern around the, that's the pattern around Jack Henry that he's nice but really thick. Trigger. Yeah, he's nice. so that that's the vibes he gets. As I said last week, I I don't mind if Jack Hendry wants to learn to be a a, a really good centre half shouldn't they be doing it in our most important Day on games? on YouTube. I do in your back garden way. remember those Ryan gig balls on the elastic? <laughs> yes, they I just, had one of those. Now, yeah. Just learn with that and then come back to us when you can actually play the game. He's, Cal- an,
1: he's an SPFL centre-half, isn't he? As soon hmm. as the level goes up a wee bit, he doesn't get as much time in the ball. There was one bit where he was running over to the left and instead of just playing the ball, he went to take a wee extra touch and the guy shut him down. Gets away with that in Scotland because he's, probably bigger, faster, stronger. Mm-hmm. But in Europe, you don't get away with that. You don't get that time and he is learning the hard way.
2: He's a league one standard player. It's too Not late, Scottish league one, I mean English like, league one.
1: He's always probably going to be a scapegoat for a lot of fans now and there's nothing he's probably going to
0: be able to do to change that. A scapegoat. Do a scapegoat. you think that's Goat. what he is? <laughs> is that what I said? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, the, yeah, there the, the were two moments towards the end of the game. One in which he tried to play a first-time ball and it went right out for a throw-in. Mm-hmm. Straight behind Forrest, I think it would have been, because it was out on the right-hand side. And there was another win it was probably just touching in the injury time at this point, desperate for a goal, and instead of just lumping it forward, because he's probably under instructions not to do that. Yeah. Instead of lumping it forward like the crowd wanted him to do, he checked back and passed it in to Ayer and everyone just groaned at the same time. It's it's uncomfortable now. To, to be fair
2: to him, he has got courage. Yes. He has got courage, and he's when he makes a mistake, he's not not afraid to repeat it. <laughs> he's not he's not afraid he's not afraid to try and make amends. Um, and he does do a lot of breaking. He, he, obviously, that's another thing that we want our our defenders to do: break from the center of defense positions. Yeah, he doesn't hide, even yeah. if we wish he would. Uh,
0: yeah, we, we
1: wish we he would. Have a weekend. That's McGregor's goal absolutely sensational. Place her ups. That's it, boys. Push on from here, but we just couldn't get that goal. Their goal sucked the life out as I thought. And yep. it, as the game went on. It was Cham as you said, Cham having long range shots. Griffith had Griffith's had one chance, but when Rogic went off, there was no creativity in the team at all after that. It's just much like the Hearts game, it's just hard work and endeavour. There's no spark in there. Something we probably miss when Rogic is off the pitch and Paddy Roberts,
0: yeah, maybe.
2: I probably would have kept Rogic on to to be honest. I want
0: more from him out of the, in these games. Yeah. That's the only thing he did. He hadn't really done much. It, apart from being involved in the goal, in fairness to him, but he hadn't done enough for me. At home game against the A.K. Athens. that's that's your stage, Tim. Yeah. It felt as if we're looking to the bench, and I didn't feel there was MD that could
1: change it. Sinclair comes on, but you're not expecting him to bust the back in it. He's just not on form now, unfortunately, for the guy. You look at the rest of the sub. you're like, no, nah, it's only him mm. and Griffiths that could do something. That game was crying out for somebody breaking runs from midfield Stuart Armstrong but the board have failed to the so we don't have that so it just seems like we're just trying to get something out of players we don't have
0: Only made two subs as well so yep. attacking options were on the bench but just weren't fancied so you'd Mikey Johnson which in fairness an awful lot to throw him on yeah. so, you know, get gets a goal son but it does show you what Melly's been saying just it's very thin at the moment there aren't a lot a lot to reach down for Thinner than Lee Griffith's hair Now um, <laughs> we're a uh, we can't move on. Why?
2: Exploding can. <laughs> oh, oh, that's <laughs>
0: right. Just check my notes here. Yep, that moment when Encham exploded. Yes, we're well, <laughs> taking a shot. <laughs> I thought
2: it was a magic trick.
1: A <laughs> shin guard blew up according to Tom Boyd on really? CDT. Really? That one was. <laughs>
2: but, but, uh, what, I found, what I found hilarious was how many referees referees games you've got like the ref, main referee then you've got the fourth official the two linesmen the guys behind the goal and blah, only one can of shaving foam within a lot of them because <laughs> after that well it was stud marks the referee was doing the old stud marks for the rest of the match <sighs> only one can of the magic foam um, do you fancy us to progress?
0: Uh, oh, brutally honest just now no not no? at the moment I think we as for two things before it may have been unrealistic it turns out well, I was I was kidding myself Can you not
1: ask for things? Cause I, I know never exactly get what <laughs> you were going to
0: ask for in the Hearts game and It's exactly what happened. Well, for this game I wanted a clean sheet If possible, but definitely a lead At least two yeah. goal leads But we were getting neither of those Now, without Ayer, I'm looking at a defence of Probably Lustig, Hendry, Seminovic and Tierney Is that mm-hmm. what we're, we're looking at? Yeah, yeah. And that will come on to the Hearts game I, I don't have a great deal of confidence in that at all I think you can score over there. But as highlighted before, AK Fins, that their thing is that they're, they're good in defence. It's not just that they sat in at Celtic Park, it's that they're good at it. Yeah. And, that, and that's the main difference, that you know, Livingston can sit in at Celtic Park, but they're not going to get away with it. Listen, it's a difficult game, right? But let yeah. me tell you something. Don't be afraid
2: of difficult.
1: Yes. We yes.
2: we can do difficult. You know, you, you, We can't just, know every time it's a difficult game, just cash in the chips and say, I don't think we'll make it now. I'm fully aware that like I said when we first started this podcast that I don't think we'll make the Champions League. And that was because of the squad, the the dip, more difficult run, and just the law of averages. But I've just got a, I've just got a feeling about this one. Nothing more than the oh, hunch. What want. Is fun. that what you want? <laughs> I, I, it's get sort of a bit reminiscent of Boavista.
1: Exactly. What I was going to say just a narrow one goal because uh-huh. we're back against the wall, aren't we? We're up against it, and they're going to be sitting in. We just need to score cancels their goal Yeah, we score it's game on and I would I'm actually more confident going there one each than I probably would be 2-1 because if we have to go there and defend Mm -hmm. we kick the bed within the first 10 minutes and are 2-0 down whereas if we go there knowing what we need to do we need to win the game Okay, a tweet drop.
2: And, and look, we're going to we're going to start with both uh, Edward and Dembele up front again. That's what's going to happen well, Did track. you see Did you see the King of Glasgow on his Instagram? Yeah, post a picture. his sunglasses on a wee Greek flag. I'll be there. It's <laughs> <laughs> so
0: well. There's a big green and white balloon inflating in this room. Let me take out my needle and pop it. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I'm only kidding. I don't, I'm not. I'm not fearful of it. I, I, I definitely think Celtic can can do it. I just. There are certain factors, where I think I, I think we we'll concede. I think we we'll concede the goal. I think that's. I don't think there's anything outrageously controversial about that. But we're going to score
2: within the first fifteen minutes. I hope
0: so. Well, that would be absolutely perfect. But we we, yeah. we
2: absolutely are we'll
0: score with fifteen minutes to go.
2: And we'll, we'll score within fifteen minutes to go. There we go. No, uh, uh, look, we're better than them. Don't be afraid of difficult. The banks are against the wall, but do you know what? This will be one of these. As has got the team riled up. Did you hear what he said about you?
0: Ooh. You're a little slug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so he'll be sending them out there, G'd up to do the business. This looks like it's going to be the toughest tie. The game after this looks on paper to be a bit easier. So see, this is the tough one. Get through this and it looks good. Plus, one good result tomorrow in the last week. Gets forgotten about, doesn't it? We move on no, from we it, we don't forget about it. And we buy players.
2: <laughs> I've
0: got a list of players here. I want so we'll <laughs> you go up
2: to Lennox down tomorrow, <laughs>
0: we'll get, one of those we'll five get, year olds at Hans Brendan Rodgers so Like a, a list of players, please buy and at, done a <laughs> Christmas
1: <laughs> list. Have you so, been on that Y Scout again? Well, I've just had a look at all the Premier League squads, seen who's available, and thought, right, he'll do, he'll do, he'll do. Get them in,
0: win tomorrow. Champions League cabbage Let's go <laughs> Have you done that thing That every Celtic fan does When the, the transfer window slams shut And lo- run immediately To the list of Free uh, agents Yes And kid themselves on f- that We could get that guy get well, that. To be
2: fair That's exactly like what, what we- That's that's exactly what, <laughs> what Football managers do Because I was also At Derek McInnes Post-match interview And they were talking about You know English transfer window's closed What What's what's your strategy And he goes First place I'm looking Is that out of contract list So oh well. uh, And then he went And got James Wilson From Man U Yeah Decent signing
0: that Sure is. He was reputation a couple of um, years ago he was the kind of, the new make-alone at one point but he's one of these guys I think he's been on about seven loans or something yeah, at this point bad injury I think mm, he done yeah, it, he he's done it cruciates and he's never but, really certainly a good signing for Aberdeen
2: they certainly need goals um, another team that need goals is us Yes, because <laughs> um, we didn't score any against Hearts um, there was rumours abound that Celtic were going to play a weekend line-up or or I'll call it what you like second string we can line up we've got a big game we had to save them and people are saying this is Brendan Rogers proving a point so let me just run through the team Gordon Lustig Jozo who can't be trusted Hendry who can't be trusted Tierney um, fast approaching 600 games this season um, Johnny Hayes who um, Scott Brown Ibuy Kwasi who people were slaughtering um, we'll get to him Scott Sinclair who's not in the best of form McGregor and Lee Griffiths and um, do you think Brendan Rodgers was proving a point there, Stephen, that team? Or do you think he was just doing the best he could or just a handy coincidence of both occurring at the same time?
0: A, a number of factors at play here. I wouldn't like to leap straight to the, well, he's doing that, look what I'm having to work with thing yes. here. Because things have to be managed for the upcoming game. Is the, the cliche we've been wheeling out for every single one of these games is the biggest game of the season, but that's because it is. Yep. The games just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger at that stage of the season. They have to be managed because Celtic are in... Far from an enviable position, going over to Athens. I'll I'll be totally honest though. I took a look at that lineup when it broke, and I thought this is going to be a tough old game. When
2: it broke the first time or second time, because even the Celtic Twitter account, whilst everything else was going wrong, I don't know if you noticed. Got last, yeah, everything else was going wrong. The Celtic Twitter account put out the
0: wrong lineup <laughs> to begin with, and then had to correct Both it. Celtic Twitter couldn't even believe that that was really the lineup. <laughs> I thought they'd been trolled, but I. I I'll be honest, I took a look at the lineup and thought this was gonna be a tough old early afternoon to yeah. be fair for I didn't think well Hearts are gonna win, but you know, Tain probably the hardest domestic place we're gonna go all season. Yeah. Get horse there last season, four nil, an absolute shellacking to to bring the, the unbeaten run to an end. So it's a difficult place to go. Kyle Lafferty now scores every single time he yeah. plays against Celtic unfortunately and is booked every single mm. time. Well the, the whole Hearts team are booked because they're just
2: a
1: big old team of dirty cloggers mm. a very difficult team to play against. We know how Hearts are a team of cloggers but we seem to be a team of pussies again. Oh. <laughs> now, Ouch. You would not say that to Johnny Hayes' face. Probably not. No. <laughs> His delightful face. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's a real shame. You read out that team I looked at the team on Saturday there's it's not inspirational, is it? There's nobody and there, you think. He's bang on form. Tierney, Brown, only guys playing decent. The rest of them just chucked in. None of them on form. And that's probably, as Stephen said, our toughest place to go against a physical team. Remember last January, we came back from the winter break and we put in Kouassi we put in Dembele, put in Edward, we put in all our big physical players and we absolutely demolished them 3-0 in the first half. We don't have that anymore. There's no physicality in our team. And it showed that their goal just absolutely pathetic. And it showed that some of the incidents
0: as well when players were down, being shouted at, and there's nobody there to nobody do anything involved, about yeah. it. Uh, shameful stuff from Hearts. I don't really want to get into this, All they bullied us and all that. Poor, poor us and all that. Ultimately, should still be beating Hearts. They yeah. should be beating Hearts and all that antics shouldn't shouldn't amount to anything. At the same time, it is still... A significant part of the game because Naismith was an absolute disgrace oh, in yeah. that game. And, yeah. and you know me, I don't, I don't like to you know, hype these things up. I, I, I tend to be on the side of actual. Ah, well, you know, it happens in games. But even, even I was watching that and just being like, this is, this is terrible. Uh, this charity does his good work. Uh, <laughs> He's an absolute bangery again. Weasel, <laughs> and, uh, just a, a hateful wee weasel of a guy. A
2: weasel faced arse. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you think anyone in that team could maybe stake a claim for getting a more regular start? In fact, let's talk about Kuasi Ebui. A bit of an enigma. Um, signed him from Krasnodar in the January of 2017.
0: Ebi Kuwatsu. I think uh, Michael Stewart called him on Sports Ebi. Scene.
1: Ebi Kuwatsu. some great. Edwards. Is Edwards. Another favourite there.
0: Scottish, the people, Scottish people don't deserve foreign names because we're terrified of them, it seems. Eddard, I, I heard on on Sportsend Ed,
2: oh, well no it's Edwards if you listen to Paki Bonner because Odson Edward Edwards <laughs> Um anyway Kwasi Bui signed from Krasnodar for somewhere in the region of 4 odd million, what three million 3 million what is he 20 odd I mean there seems to be no concern about the lack of game time he gets Brendan Rodgers seems perfectly comfortable with it any time he's played, I think he, did he play against Zenit? Yep. I thought he, he was doing well. was against Zenit, yeah. but he's
0: only played 20 minutes of football since then. It was a sub-appearance against Alishkirt I think, yeah. just a couple of weeks ago there. He was getting pelters in this Hearts game. Honestly, I thought he was pretty terrible did in this you? game. Yeah. I, he gave the ball away three times in the first four minutes quite badly. Hmm. Now, I'll, I'll afford them the same allowances. the first four minutes. Oh, right. <laughs> 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 I'll afford him the same allowances I give to any player who's been out of the team for a while and comes back in. That said though, it's not a free hit. Brendan Rodgers isn't going to pick a player and, th- and say, well, I know you're going to be crap today because you've not played that well. You yeah. still need to do something. That's exactly my argument for Hendry. You yeah, yeah just, exactly. Nay three passes. Yeah, I think the sports scene made a wee sort of charming highlights package of how bad Abouie had been. I think I was maybe that was unfair. It did highlight the fact that his, his first touch is very clumsy and he kept giving the ball away. It was far from the worst on the day. But the thing with Abouie is, I just there's this thing, I keep talking about it, but um, he's going to replace Scott Brown. I just I don't see it at all. I don't see any similarities in the two players whatsoever. And I think we call this a callback in the podcast industry. Just to go back to John McGinn, I think he was going to be he was he had been earmarked as the the natural success of Scott Brown. A midfielder that can go in there, do a bit of everything, control a midfield. But John McGinn can get forward. He's scoring goals this season. He's he's making goals. He's but anyway no point in dwelling on John McGinn. Yeah, yeah, no point in dwelling on him. But no he, point. Would have, he would have played, and he would have. He would have been Scott Brown for years to come. The anyway, Esther. <laughs> he, but he was far from the worst. As I said, Jozo Suminovich was disastrous oh. on the day. Absolutely abysmal, to be honest. And I don't. I don't like doing that. I don't like just coming on here and just absolutely flaming players. But I, I have no idea what's happened to him. His main thing in this game. I don't know if it, it was instructions because of the the, the grass gate. You know, yeah. the 10-cast with Grasscape. It he was going long pretty much all the time just punting it long to Griffiths and Hayes which is a bizarre tactic to be perfectly honest Griffiths isn't really going to collect anything in the air nor as Hayes but his defending at times was was shocking and after the goal which we'll, we'll come to there was a moment which was even worse that was Henry played the ball across to him under no pressure whatsoever maybe about 25 yards from goal just square across the box and Josel tried to return it to him and booted it straight over Henry's head for a throw-in. I, I genuinely couldn't believe what I was seeing. Talk about
2: peaks and troughs with, with Jozo Simonovic. Do you know what I mean? He's, he seems to be performing at a, a really good level from time to time, and then he, he just reverts back to the player we've
1: got in our hands at the moment. It's been a long time,
0: he's He's still living off that tackle and Kerry Miller. I, yeah. I can't remember many great performances since then, to be frank.
1: With guys like that, we can sort of see he's really rough, isn't he? So see when he's playing well, that's the sort of guy move them on when you can. Yeah. Same as Sviatchenko, Boyata, move them on when you can, when you can get the most money because these guys, I was going to say, they are replaceable. Other teams <laughs> could find replacements for yeah. them but Celtic <laughs> can't. But for Jozo, Kuase, Hayes, Sinclair and Griffiths came in, not one of them put in a shout to say, I'm playing in Athens. Not one. No. In fact, they all look like they should definitely not
0: play. And I thought I Sinclair was have, okay. I thought he was thought Sinclair, okay in the uh, first yeah, half. Yeah. 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 He, he was involved in everything that Celtic did in a positive manner. There weren't many of those things, but see, he had a few decent touches. He had a decent effort that Hayes put him through for. It was I'm, I'm clutching at straws with yeah. Sinclair, obviously, but I thought he was okay compared to his other performances because he was wretched against AEK Athens when he came on. The big talking points in these games, in this game, sorry, come from Celtic's mistakes.
1: Yeah. When, Johnny, when Naismith's down shouting at Johnny Hayes, that starts because Lustig passes it straight to Naismith mm. under no pressure. The ball comes through. Hayes tries to go for Naismith and he falls over and hurts himself on Lustig and that wee rat is all over him. <laughs> and the goal as well, it's Jozo playing a daft ball into midfield, into McGregor, that's not going to get anywhere near him. That Haring, who we could do with as well, I he was good, yeah he was a good player, he gets the ball, it works out, goes to Ikpiazu, Tierney breezes him aside, not good enough from KT, we don't say that often, but when he makes a mistake, we have to highlight it, and then Jack Henry, it's just utterly shambolic defending, goes across, there's nobody there, and Lafferty, he's not even in the picture, there's nobody tracking him whatsoever,
0: and the big goons, Johnny Hayes,
2: Johnny Hayes is watching him, Johnny Hayes is standing, watching him,
0: he appeared from about 50 yards, Lafferty, and he just completely untracked, and, in fairness, great finish. You don't save those. That was an absolutely oh, great. do go. But don't. I know I'm trying desperately not to praise him. But I think it comes a time where you need to stop making fun of Kyle Lavery for the time being because mm, that time will never. Come. <laughs> because he scores every time he plays against Celtic. Yeah. I don't know what Kyle Lavery is, but whatever he is, Celtic are struggling to find a way to deal with yeah. it at the moment. If he signs for the Huns, I'll be I'll be holding back on the oh that's hilarious skinty go power because. We need to stop him scoring before yeah. we before we laugh at that. Can we
2: also can we also have a a moratorium on slagging Rangers because for the all the fuck their, does that mean? Well, for it means a <laughs> it means a pause um, for all their flaws and you know and there are many of them and I keep getting told they're skint. Well, they seem to do this really weird thing. Like it's funny. I, I've seen our, I've seen a couple of clubs do this. Admittedly, it's not just Rangers, but we don't do it. What they do is every year they look at our team and go, for example that guy in midfield's not good enough. And what they do is, and this, this will surprise you, what they do is, they go out and they buy someone else to play in that position, who's... I know. And I, and, I'll never and, catch on. And I was visit. watching it, and they've done it four or five times, and I'm thinking, who do you think you are? You know? <laughs> You've got 20 fullbacks. You yeah, get I know.
0: None. So they're looking at some Dominic Solanke guy, and if they don't get him, they want to buy Kyle Lafferty. We do have fullbacks, Melly. We've got two that have been sure. here since 2010.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Overall, pretty abysmal performance against
1: Hearts. Hearts top of the table. Creed Levine knows what he's doing. He's got that team organised. In previous seasons, the Invincible season, even last season at most points, see when Hearts scored, instantly I'd think, maybe just win this 2-1 or we'll only get a draw here. See, on Saturday I was like, this is bad. Yeah, I, I can't see how the players on that pitch are going to turn that around. I'm looking and thinking Lee Griffiths hasn't scored this season Scott Sinclair's not scored this season Johnny Hayes hasn't scored this season There was nobody midfield to front Apart from McGregor that scored this season This is Celtic That's that's not good enough McGregor did absolutely nothing in the game When there's no Rogic No no jam There's just a complete lack of creativity in the team And you try to fling on Rogic to solve it The subs didn't work Griffiths again Scoring against Hearts He has to score against Hearts doesn't work out. We didn't create any chances. No. We had a long range shot from Rogic, but there was nothing created. There was no time. There was no onslaught at the end. We are pushing for a goal. Nothing, nothing. Even games like this that are going to be tight. You're maybe relying on a set piece. We definitely can't do that nope. because we cannot cross the ball. And we did not sign a guy that can cross the ball <laughs> like, who I, I, incidentally set up two goals from set pieces at the weekend.
2: It's funny that... Mealy has had this long-running joke throughout this episode of the podcast, but it does all come back to what we discussed at the beginning of the podcast. We need players. Yeah. The manager says it. Everyone can see it. But we're not asking for much and the team is now starting to suffer.
1: Yeah, it is. A, this time last year, would Kuwassi have started that game? No, he wouldn't. Stuart Armstrong would have been in there. Yeah. Would, uh, John McGinn would have been terrific in that yeah, game. Exactly, exactly what he needed. Somebody with pace, power, drive and midfield. We don't have it. Kuwassi... Might not work out, but again, we can't just chuck this guy into big games and (laughs) say, go on mate, perform, you've not played since, what, it last year on a big game, go into this Hearts game, barely even played in pre-season and turn it on now in a team where he made a lot of slack passes, but Johnny Hayes, again, as Stephen said last week, this is your bread and butter, this is the league games. Mm. Do something. The only thing he done was get shouted at by Naismith. he did contributed absolutely
0: nothing going forward. For two games in a row. That's exactly what he's there for. I remember a podcast we did last season where I was talking about the squad like it was the, the strongest I could remember. You could make five changes and go into a game and still be confident of winning it. But they made five changes for this one and I immediately thought, we are really going to struggle with that team. It just shows you, doesn't it? It just shows you that, you know... It's not a disaster, I think. We've had a
2: bad week, that's it. But, you know, don't get too caught up and talk of ten in a row and all this because you know, before before you know it, the best centre half in the team is on strike, the manager's raging, the midfielder you wanted to sign for somebody else and now we're scrambling about trying to get second choice second choice options
1: in. What did you say at the end of last season? It's not ten in a row. It's go for one in a row now. Yeah. Then it'll be go two in a row because we have to start again and as Stephen said, look at, looking at the team, if you were to pick your first eleven, it's the same players we're relying on from two seasons ago—not last season, two seasons ago, three seasons ago. We keep going back to these players. They need supplemented with quality, and I've got a list here if you, want to. <laughs>
2: if you can. If as long, how many? How many names is on it?
1: Uh, just a couple of names. Just okay, six, had a look with, at the yeah. Premier League squads, because. That's what we've got to do now. Just hope we can get some of them. So on, centre half on paper as well. This is old school. This we're is
0: literally like... on paper. Analog transfer
1: list. <laughs> Crystal Palace centre half. They've got Scott Dan, Tompkins Sackle. I think they brought in somebody else as well. So this guy they signed last year from Ajax, Jaro Rideweld. Okay, always good in chat, man. <laughs> Dutch player came through at Ajax. I think he's left footed as well. Should be able to pass the ball out of defence. Exactly what we're looking for. Isn't playing for Crystal Palace.
2: Get him in. Can I just, can I just pause you? Do you not. Know, I want, I want Peter Law to be driving to the the Athens game in the back of his limousine tomorrow with his ponytail and his cigar,
0: <laughs> telling his driver, "You'll stick on the twenty minute Tims and then he's going to hear Millie's list. No, he's going to drive up to this house just as well, <laughs> just as we're well recording. Yeah. Okay. Listen up, Law Dog Millionaire.
1: Get these done <laughs> right. Cuckoo Martina, right back Everton. Not going to get a game. Are you Shame sure his code. first name is Cuckoo? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right back Everton. We're going to get a game. Get him in. If you can't get him, Danny Simpson. Get him in. He's not yes. getting a game for Leicester. Midfield, a guy broke his leg, but he might be on the way back. <laughs> Let's just get it done. James McCarthy. Get him in finally. Well, oh, I and did uh, we
2: have kind of there's been chatter about James McCarthy, He's been chatter about Robert Huth. As well, that was another name. Oh,
1: right. Andy King, Leicester, also won the league, not getting a game. And Man City, I've got a good player called Paddy Roberts. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, Paddy Roberts was linked. You know, Alex Ray said last week that he heard 99% that Celtic were going to sign Paddy Roberts. Um, obviously, his sources are excellent.
0: Sources in Loudoun have obviously let, let us down so far. But the book hasn't closed on that yet. Um. And that's that That is that is the podcast For this week What a breezy one it oh, was I know,
1: <laughs> With frustration
0: I
2: know. I'm, so, I'm just so glad I'm so glad um, We have another podcast This week though For the patrons We're yes, doing yes. We're doing a match companion For tomorrow's For tomorrow's game um, Those who aren't aware of it It is a game where we, A podcast where we sit down We give you our pre-match thoughts Half time thoughts And then we give you Our immediate reaction to the game And release that as a podcast For our patrons um, On patreon.com Slash 20 minute And with that, I think we should bring this this one to a wrap. Thanks for listening.
1: For losing my cat, Gingy. So I created
0: Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home.
2: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.